from the fabulous WSUM Madison Studios, it's Do It Live, hosted by the Do It Geeks. Today's topic is social media, how you keep your public persona and your personal profile separate and discreet. Joining us in studio from Do It Communications, Phyllis Try, along with today's geeks, Ty Christian, Teresa Saldana, and Matt Rock. And now, broadcasting live and local on 91.7 FM and streaming worldwide on WSUM.org, please help me welcome my co-host, Ty Christian. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome to Do It Live, the most connected radio show on the planet. I'm your host, Ty Christian. And it is a wonderful Thursday afternoon. A little dreary outside, though. It's a little foggy out there. I'd say it's Irish weather. Ah, happy O-Patio, St. Patty's Day, O-Patio Day. I... I, I must admit, I got like four hours of sleep last night, so I probably will blabble quite a bit today. Is that even a word, a Blabble, it's not a word. Blabble, not a word. We have decided. All right, welcome to Do It Live, the most connected radio show on the planet. Get in touch with us. Go to our website, doit.wisc.edu forward slash radio. There are 16 different ways to get in touch with us out there, and uh, so get in touch with us. Today, we... Um, We'll be giving away for the people that, uh, that that call in a gift card to a certain retailer. Uh, you know, they might sell something that uh, has to do with a, a drink. Uh, maybe they're on every corner. Maybe you get it in the morning. You know, we can't say exactly who it is, but it's a you know it's a twenty five dollar gift card to a retailer. So call in. We also have uh, a a version of uh, of Jeopardy or something like that that we have on here called Stump the Geek, where you call in with your geekiest question and your stumpiest question and try to stump us, the geeks, here at the Do It Live radio show. Um, now, I should I should mention today, it's just, it's the Ty and Teresa show yeah. today, basically, because, um, well, Adam is out on spring break, um, but to... You know, to kind of feed the conspiracy theories, I'm going to say uh, stung by bees. Stung by bees. Stung by bees. I mean, he's got, he's out today because of bee stings. And Jesse Legru, our you know intrepid news anchor here, is actually also out because he is uh, obviously a secret agent in his second life. Oh, I wouldn't. And doubt I'm not it. talking about Second Life, the online game. I'm talking oh. about he actually has a second life. I see. As a secret agent. But, you know, I, he'll have to kill me now because I've revealed his trade secret. Yep. So, with us in the studio as well from Do It Communications, Phyllis Trig. Am I pronouncing that right? That is correct. All right. All right. Well, Howdy. okay. <laughs> so, to start us off here, let's go to, actually, instead of Jesse, Teresa, our new news anchor, Ooh. Teresa, with today's tech news. <laughs> okay, so uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was all the hype about the iPad 2. Uh, we saw it come out. Uh, not really a lot going on in terms of fabulous new features, just uh, they streamlined it a little bit, added some cameras. It's cameras? Faster. Yeah, Where cameras the ca- on, on the front and the back. See, I didn't hear about this, so it's on the front and the back? Yeah, like the iPhone. 
So you can take pictures of stuff and you can do FaceTime, which allows you to do video conferencing with other people that also have iPhones or other smartphones if you have the right uh, app. That's awesome. Yeah. See, I'm one of those old, old, old timey, you know, guys that only has an iPod. So I don't even know Ooh. about FaceTime, you know, FacePalm. I don't know what it is. FacePalm. I don't, I've never tried it before. Is it cool? Have you tried it? Uh, actually, I, I, I've had an iPhone 4 for a couple months and I haven't even tried it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. So Phyllis, have you ever done FacePalm? Yeah, uh, I have. I've tried it at the uh, at the tech store actually. Oh. So I kind of noodled around with that a little bit. And any anybody out there who goes to the tech store can actually try it in person there as well. I've I've heard. You've heard. Unfortunately, you've heard we right. don't have we don't have Adam here today to uh, give us the tech store lowdown. So all of this will be uh, you know possi- possibilities at the Do It Tech Store. So there might be a panda in captivity at the Do It Tech Store. We don't know. Adam is not here to confirm or deny this. So the what I wanted to bring up about the iPad too, uh, aside from the the upgrade to some of the features is the fact that so many people are waiting in line sometimes for hours, even now, to get their hands on an iPad, iPad too, because the supply is so it's just in such demand mm-hmm. that they can't keep up. But what they found is that many people are waiting in line buying you know the the max allotment, which is two iPads per purchase, <laughs> and they're piling them all into bags Uh-oh. as groups and walking off. And and what they found, and this even happened with the previous iPad and other and the iPhones, is that they're selling them on eBay oh, and they're selling no. them to folks who live outside of the U.S. that can't get their hands on an iPad yet, and they are paying lots of money to wow. get a hold of them. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, I was as you were saying that I was just imagining, you know, those old timey cartoons where they have the big dollar sign in a in a sack where they put the money on the sack. Mm-hmm. I was picturing people when you said they're they're putting the iPads in a sack. So I was picturing the dollar sign sacks because they're. Pro- Do you know how much they're selling them for on, I, on eBay? Uh, I think uh, some of them. I, I guess uh, the first day online, they had sales going all the way up to four thousand dollars. Four thousand dollars? Are you serious? Yes, absolutely serious. Oh my gosh. Phyllis, would you pay four thousand dollars for I would, an iPad? I would not. I would not. Not uh, when I could pay. What is it? Four ninety nine or four hundred for one? Four hundred. Okay. Yeah, right. So that's a thousand million percent increase. I, I'm bad at math because I've only slept for a couple hours. <laughs> so kids, don't don't cram all night. Make sure you get eight hours of sleep. That's tie tip number one of the day. So what what else you got in news there, Teresa? All right. Uh, another article that caught my attention is that the, I guess the education department is going after school principals threatening lawsuits if they cannot monitor student activity on Facebook uh, with harassment uh, with, you know, high school students or even elementary really? students uh, insulting each other, making threats online. Um, obviously, that's been an issue in the past couple months. Uh, but now it's it's coming to a head now that, the, the government's trying to get involved and tell schools that they actually have to watch lunchtime chat and even evening Facebook time when the students aren't at school. What? Yes. So so it's got to be, they've got to be kind of big brother on these, exactly. on these kids, huh? Exactly. And actually at the end of the article, they mention that Facebook is developing new features uh, for principals to catch harassment and to also allow students, if they are harassed to flag someone who's been uh, marked as, you know, as a, a mentor. So it's like, you know, a parent or a teacher that they can let them know what's happened. Wow. So that they can handle it. So but, it's so much more involved. Unlike when we were kids, obviously there wasn't any, there wasn't any social media. There weren't things like this that, you know, that 
you know, kids could communicate mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. even while they're at home. You think your child's safe, but in fact, they're being harassed even while they're online. That's that's really interesting. You know, there's been very uh, a, a lot of sad stories that I've seen about people who have been harassed through Facebook, through MySpace, mm-hmm. and, you know, ended up taking their own lives. Yep. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess on one hand, I'm concerned that, you know, now, now uh, principals have to monitor Facebook acti- activity out mm-hmm. of class and that kind of stuff. And then on the other hand, you know, there might be some some good to this too. I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess one of the things that comes to mind is that recent viral video that just came out a couple of days ago of the uh, the school fight. Did you see that with the no. the younger kid punching? Well, basically, what happened is there's this uh, school fight. Guy uh, captured it on his his phone, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe it was an iPad too. Maybe it was four thousand dollars. Yeah, he could. Um, but <laughs> it yeah. didn't seem that high res. But anyway, uh, little kid comes up to the big kid, punches him a few times, and is you know mm-hmm. big kid's not fighting back, and then the big kid just snaps and grabs him and like does uh, seriously uh, an actual pile driver. Oh, I've never seen one actually done before. For you folks at home that don't know what a pile driver is, you don't want to see it. Uh, yeah, it's very painful. Yeah, well, any, everyone was okay. I mean, the kid kind of was shocked, but you know that that was something that you know the the school district had to get involved they had to write a video re- or record a video response Ooh. do all that sort of stuff you know and there was actually also at UCLA the uh, that mm-hmm. one viral video now the the girl talking about you know um uh, being kind of racist, saying like the Asians in the libraries are, are bugging her, and UCLA made a video response too. The the I don't know what it is, a president or whatever mm-hmm. of UCLA yeah. came out and said like this is not what we expect from students, you know, and this is not what UCLA is. So I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So as we see social media expanding, yeah, uh, educational uh, uh, institutions have to get involved and actually use those same outlets to respond to incidents. Phyllis, what do you think about that? I just think communications end. The expectations have expanded so much in such a brief period of time. Um, I think that that's a it's a huge, really daunting task for institutions to. I mean, even just to kind of educational institutions to monitor that. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think parents even struggle with that with just a kid or two, and um, for you know for an educational institution to have to do that on such a large scale is. a lot of work and not to say that it can't be done but I think the tools aren't really there right now and the expectations are Mm -hmm. but the tools aren't there yet so it'll be interesting to see what Facebook comes up with to help people kind of monitor and kind of set up some alerts around keywords and kind of behaviors that seem like they're problematic but I don't know yeah it's kind of a crazy interesting interesting all right Teresa what do we got next uh I guess uh Firefox 4 is going to be coming out on March 22nd. <gasps> and Firefox is pumped because they are planning for record downloads. That totally I think awesome. Totally awesome. Totally awesome. <laughs> so I I guess they're going to be it's it's going to be well in the millions for downloads. Yay, millions of downloads. Cool. Yeah, I, so, I am a big Firefox user. I don't know about you. Do you use Firefox a lot? Uh, no. No, what do you really? use? Oh, no, you're just going to make fun I'm gonna of me. Make, yeah, you are going to make fun of me. I am I know. on the air. Oh. I'm going to make fun of you. Oh, because I'm a Mac user, I use Safari. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, disappointment all around. Safari, I mean, here. I guess Safari's not as bad as Internet Explorer, I <laughs> no, suppose. No, it's not. You know, but... um. Good type rendering. Yeah. Yeah, but... You know, this is actually probably a good point, now that I've dissed Internet Explorer... <laughs> For Phyllis uh, to read our on-air disclaimers so that I don't get sued by by Microsoft, by Steve Ballmer, you know, 
going on some video online <laughs> soon. Wow, that would be fun. That would be. Okay, yeah. go ahead. And the, so all, all, all of these other, you know, radio shows have, you know, four disclaimers. You know, we're in the tech world. We need things fast and now. So we, we brought it down to three. So Phyllis, in your best radio voice, please read our disclaimers. The opinions expressed in this program do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. Products and services provided by the Division of Information Technology, a.k.a. DOIT, and other university departments, as well as drawings and giveaways, may only be available to students, faculty, staff, or those currently affiliated with UW-Madison. Participants of this broadcast may offer opinions or recommendations. <coughs> However, they do not endorse, nor has any consideration been provided on behalf of the products or services discussed. Ta-da. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was very good. That was very Seems good. Seems like you have some previous experience. Do you have any radio previous experience? I do a bit. I do a bit. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Really? I heard yeah. I heard a story that you were on a commercial. Is that right? I or, was. <gasps> can you tell us about that real quick? I, I, I don't know if I can, actually. Oh, okay. You might have One to just, those. like, listen for my voice oh. in the area. All right. Everybody, take your, you know, audio statistical analyzer software. Grab a, uh, do this. Take your statistical analyzer software and grab a version of Phyllis's voice and compute it against all other voices. You'll figure it out. So anyway, Firefox 4 coming out. That's really neat. Mm -hmm. Teresa, anything else we got in news today? Uh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, I heard that uh, there, there's reports coming out indicating that Microsoft is shelving the Zune. <gasps> no! The Zune? Yes. But that's what the cool kids use. Uh, no, could... no, it's not. But but I wanted to be against the grain, man. What? You, 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 bought, a, you bought a Microsoft product to go against the grain. I, I guess... <laughs> are, oh, are you serious? Shoot. You're, uh, wow, you're right. <laughs> now so I... the Zune is going the way of the dodo. <laughs> And why is that? Uh, I'm. I thought the Zoom was cool. I thought you were like, you know, go down the half pipe, drink your Mountain Dew, pop a, you know, some forty one song on the Zoom. That's what that's what the cool kids do. There is a media player that's slightly more popular than the Zoom, just a little bit. What? That's lies. What you is, own what's one. What's it called? Oh, the the that old thing. Yeah, yeah. The, Didn't that come out the, like twelve years ago? The iPod. Never heard of it. Yes, you have. Oh, I might have it in my pocket right yes. now. Yes. Whoops. So, so, so it looks like they're going to phase it out, but they think that the Zune brand will live on as uh, player software on Windows Phone 7 and on the Xbox 360 and perhaps in, in other markets as well. That's interesting. I've seen a lot of the Windows phones, you know, a lot of the software for the Windows phones. It looks pretty cool. It looks pretty, you know, user-friendly. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say, like, they ripped off Apple, but they kind of, you know, they're kind of, I think, focusing more on the UI end of things a little bit well, i mean i don't have you pl have you played with the windows phones at all uh, no no oh. i have an iphone oh you have an iphone come on. oh come on come on well you may or may not be able to uh to check out the windows phones in the uh tech store if we have them no uh, we don't, don't we're we getting don't. we're getting a shaking of, of sandy no sandy cyberlick our producer here in the studio is, is shaking her head no okay so you cannot but the panda uh you know the captivity panda that may still be real i'm not sure i don't know <laughs> You're still that Matt, Matt Rock, bleh, Matt Rocker, technical producer here in the studio. Everybody's a producer today. You got a Sony Walkman still? Absolutely. I can't believe that. Whoa. Wait, is that like the tape or the disc? <laughs> you, cassette? The tape. Cassette. The cassette. Nice. How is that not in a museum yet? Hey, we got a cassette player right here in the studio. Oh my gosh. Whoa. That's amazing. I think Sony just stopped making 
the cassette. Yeah, player. I saw that was an recent. Ar- that was article like six about ago that. Yeah, yeah, they, they oh, finally yeah. they released the last product they're going to create uh, that they're going to have that will have a cassette player in it. Yeah, they tears. just released it. So they're I think they're maybe still selling it. But they're, Are you kidding? I, they're phasing it out, yeah. Everybody knows cassette is the best way for me to listen to my Brian Adams collection. <laughs> Ooh, I, not going to go near that one. <laughs> wow, tears of nostalgia there. Oh, I don't boy. Know. Oh, boy. Did they? No more turntables either. No. Huh. But isn't vinyl up anyway? Yeah, vinyl's it is. cool now. Yeah. With the kids with the big glasses and the... Strange clothing. Big glass. <laughs> you know, I don't know. What do they call them? The hipsters? Uh, the yeah, hipsters. Yeah. Oh. I got some bigger glasses, but, I, but they don't have frames at the bottom. Would I still be a hipster? No? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we should probably no get on to our one. main topic here. The reason we grabbed Phyllis from Do It Communications, not just because she has a wonderful radio voice, not just because she is queen of Do It Communications, I think, you know, the best... Uh, communicado that we've got up there perhaps i'm gonna say she's the queen of social media up there that's exactly that's, that's, that's what i was her leading that into <laughs> that's what i was leading into media. she is the queen of do it social media can you tell us a little bit about do its involvement and so well, actually you know before we get into that give us a kind of a brief overview of the different types of social media that are out there well, I mean, you know, very broadly, there's this sort of familiar familiar characters out there like Facebook and, and Twitter and um, YouTube. And there's kind of a new crop, new-ish over the course of the past couple of years of kind of some location-based services like Foursquare and Gowalla as well, too, that kind of let you check in using your phone to a place and let your friends know where you're at. So that's kind of the, hmm. the spectrum right now. That's I'm sure cool. there's many more, too, but that's sort of the, those are the big key players. Now, I've never used Foursquare. Can you tell me a little bit about... Have you used that at all? Yeah, what that I keep does? hearing about this Foursquare thing. And yeah. you know, apparently the Do It Help Desk has a Foursquare check-in point. Yes, I saw that sticker, and, and I, I always wonder what, what to do with it because it's just a sticker. I don't know what that is. What do I do, <laughs> Phyllis? Help me out. I'm freaking out. What do I do with Foursquare? So Foursquare, the idea is that you, you have a profile on Foursquare, much like you do on lots of other sites like Facebook or Twitter. But um, you know, the idea is that you you use your phone to say that you are someplace. Like I am at WSEM right now, or I am at the Do It Tech store. And you kind of check in on your phone. And in doing so, it lets all the people that you're friends with on Foursquare know where you're at. Um, And businesses and organizations have kind of gotten in on the game here, too, and have said that, um, you know, if people check in at this location, um, they may be eligible for a prize or a discount. And and even better, if you check in enough in a place, you can become the mayor of a location. Yeah, indeed. The mayor? The mayor. So I could be mayor of Do It? Uh, Yeah, actually someone is right now, so you'd have to vie for that title. Who's mayor of Do It? That's a good question. I'm not sure who's on top, because we've got a couple of uh, different Foursquare check-in points, so depending on where you're at. Well, hey kids, if you are on Foursquare, on your phone, uh, you you could usurp the mayor of Do It. It could be a bloody coup. It could. Yeah. Rewards might ensue, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, other than Foursquare, YouTube, Twitter, are there any other sort of social media... Uh, outlets that people you don't you know people are maybe not aware of or any that are up and coming up and coming maybe it's a good question I mean there's all sorts of stuff that you know I mean the social media landscape is changing people are always sort of vying for a position Um, you know there's sort of more micro communities out there that people can participate in. But to be honest, I mean, right now, the gorilla in the room is Facebook. And even though people complain about it, it's really, that's that's what people are using en masse. I mean, that's just, it's like a massive phone book for the world. So, um, I, I mean, there's other services for sure, but nothing that seems like it's going to be a contender just yet. That's interesting. So, uh, do it is on Facebook. That's right. Indeed, it is. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, we're on it. Facebook. Mm-hmm. What, what's our What's our if you want, if you want to search for us, would you just type in do it on Facebook? You or type would you... in UW do it. UW one word. do it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And are we also on 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 the Twitter? 
We are with the exact same handle. So yeah. So check in, get some tech tips. And um, sometimes we talk about deals that we've got going in the tech store. We share information about how to use stuff on campus and just kind of muse on tech tech news. And how do you think the reception's been? I think it's been pretty good so far. I mean, I think that, you know, just the university in general has, um, UW Communications has got um, a profile and a presence out there, and they're really the biggest, um, most followed on campus. But there's all sorts of departments and divisions and groups and individuals, professors, et cetera, that are also on Facebook and on Twitter. And it's kind of neat to have this big, huge community of people that can communicate and offer different perspectives on the things that are happening on campus. And communicate so much more quickly. Very quickly. Immediacy is the key. Uh, I think when we had the snow day, I mean, it it shuts down wisc.edu every time that gets announced. So they have, we have a mobile app, don't we? Yes, there is. For communicating and obviously also text messaging on campus. So the university has many outlets for quickly contacting people, which uh, even 10 years ago would have been much more difficult. Yeah, indeed. Definitely. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, is now it. Does Do It have, uh, you know, we've got a Twitter, we've got a Facebook. Does is Do It have a, have, a, have a YouTube, have a MySpace? Are we on, I know we're on Foursquare. But we're on Foursquare. We are we are not really officially on MySpace, and I don't okay. think that we'll tangle there. But um, we do have a, a, a Do It channel on YouTube, and we've been doing more and more stuff there and would like to do more and more videos. We're kind of unboxing new products so people can feel what it's like and um, kind of giving some tips and tricks for people and talking about how people are using technology in an academic setting and just fun stuff too. So That yeah. does sound like fun. Interesting. Especially for the, the technophobes out there who are afraid to touch this technology with the fear that they'll break it. Exactly. It's a hands-on. <laughs> That's very, very cool. All right. Well, thanks uh, for being here. We're going to talk with Phyllis a little bit later in the show. Uh, right now, we're going to go into a break. Before we break, though, I want to mention everybody out there, make sure to contact us here at uh, Do It Live. You can call us right now in the studio, and uh, the caller you know, the, the caller of our choice, uh, the person who uh, has the best call or whatever of the day, may win a $25 Get, well, will win a $25 <laughs> gift card to a retailer that sells coffee-related products that may be on the street and every street corner ever. You might want to remind them that they need to stump the geek, ask That's a technical question. Sandy oh. Cyberlick, thank you very much. You ha- Yeah, if you want to call in, if you have a geeky question, call in to do it live. Try to stump us. Can you stump the geeks? Can you stump Phyllis? Can you stump Teresa? Could you even stump me? <gasps> I don't know. So you're going to have to have a geeky question to try that out. So when we come back, we're going to talk with some guys in security about uh, social media and talk to Phyllis some more. And maybe we'll get my dad on the line here, do some explain it to your parents. I don't know if we'll be able to get a hold of him, but we'll give it a try. You are listening to Do It Live. Check us out online, doit.wisc.edu forward slash radio.
having a great time. Ted, you have something dangling from your chin. Okay, here. Uh, did I get it? Not yet. It's right under your, um... I think it is your chin. Oh, yeah, my double chin. <laughs> I'm losing it thanks to small step number 85. When eating out, choose smaller portions. I see. Well, it's working. Uh, I think your chin just fell into my ceviche. Take a small step to get healthy at smallstep.gov, a public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. And welcome back to Do It Live, the most connected radio show on the planet. Get in touch with us. Go to doit.wistudy.du forward slash radio. Email us at radio at doit.wistudy.du. There are 15 other ways to get in contact with us on said website. Uh, and we're going to be playing Stump the Geek pretty much all day today. So if you have a brain teaser, a, a stumper, basically, uh, stumper. and you, you want to stump the geek, call in here or email or you know get in touch with us any number of the 16 ways and you could win that wonderful wonderful gift card that so we've call been... in don't be shy yeah don't be shy come on guys let's do this all right so this next uh, for this next segment here let's see if we can get my dad on the phone we're gonna we're gonna play explain it to your parents
short and brief when you're when you're communicating and you're describing information. So, sort of you know, as a as an individual, you can post content. You just post a series of tweets on Twitter, and people can subscribe to you and and kind of keep track of the things that you're saying. And you can subscribe to other people as well. I think you guys missed the most relevant point: Twitter altogether. It's information in the real time. In other words, like you like you gave the example of of tweeting that the plane is going down when the plane is going down. All your friends have that information when the plane is actually going down and not two days after the fact. Interesting. Okay. So they know where to show up for the funeral, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, I think you know, I think it's I think it's really a, um, a fundamental uh, to the understanding of Twitter with the short characters is that without actually going to a live conversation where you're actually chatting with someone, the next step is to, quote-unquote, post a message. And by keeping it short, it keeps it even faster. And you can also do some other things like retweeting and um, sharing your, you know, other people's tweets with your followers. And it's kind of, you know, it's just kind of like chatting with people. Did, did you get all that done? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> did, that, did that make sense for you? It, it does. It doesn't mean that I'm going to ever tweet. <laughs> I didn't sell it to you, yes. Yeah. So you can actually update your Twitter, you know, via your phone by sending text messages to the website. Oh, sure. Okay, that makes sense. So, so some celebrities are famous for, you know, always having their their Blackberries or their special phones on them, and it sends, you know, they send out information like, oh, I just bought a BLT, you know, or <laughs> something like that. So... So yeah, does that make sense? Do you think you'd ever? Do you think you'd ever use Twitter, Dad? Never. Never. Not not even when you're like if if you had your cell phone up in the. Oh, I guess you can't can't do cell phones when you're up in the in the plane, can you? I should explain to all the people listening that my dad is actually taking flying lessons right now. So it's scary. Run for cover. So you don't think you would uh, you would tweet from from your from your pilot deck there, would you? I think my instructor has been. I think he's bored with what's the way his phone so. And I think he, he is doing that exactly what you're saying. Is he? Okay, well. Help me. I hope I can make it back alive. <laughs> you know. Well, the next time that you're up in the air and, uh, you know, you're about to go into a nosedive, go ahead and ask him if he is, uh, if he's tweeting that you're going into a nosedive. Okay. I will do that. Okay. As a matter of fact, I just had a lesson today and then he was a little white by the time he got out of the plane. <laughs> Stop shaking by the time you hit the ground. So. <laughs> That's good. Well, you stay safe up there, Dad. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks very much. Bob Christian on the phone with us from Superior, Wisconsin on Explain It to Your Parents. And, you know, I don't I don't think we actually <laughs> we actually asked him if we explained it correctly. So I'm uh, sorry about that, Dad. He, it looks like he already hung up here. But hopefully he got it. Who knows? Maybe he will start tweeting. And coming into the studio right now is actually... Some guys from security. Yeah, we'll give them the wave to to come on in here. All right, so joining me in the studio here, they just walked in. Okay, hey guys, how's it going? Joining me in the studio from security is Alan Monette. Am I pronouncing that right? You are, in fact, pronouncing oh, that correctly. Very good. And Nick Reynolds, which I hope that is... Incorrect. Incorrect. Is it Renal? It's Davis, but it's close to Reynolds. Reynolds? I'm looking at this. <laughs> oh, no, Nick Reynolds. Completely different Nick. From. It's an odd name, hard to pronounce. It sounds like Reynolds. <laughs> All right, <laughs> sitting down, uh, guys from security, Alan Monette and Nick Davis. How's it going, you guys? All right, pretty cool. well, thanks. And uh, the security team has come to the studio today to talk with us about social media and the dangers imposed out there uh, for social media. You know, the security guys want us to be more secure. 
So just as an overview, what sort of cons- what sort of concerns are out there for social media uh, in general? Alan, you want to start with that? Sure, I can start with that. Um, the biggest concerns with social media are things like identity theft, um, viruses, things that will steal your password. That's probably the big three. I'd like to add one more in there, and that's what your future employers might be seeing on your profile. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, let's start off with, uh, with I guess, viruses. What are the common ways that people get viruses through social media? And I guess, you know, maybe we can, the big one would be Facebook. So maybe we can stick to that. Uh, For Facebook, yeah. apps, 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 and apps. Really? Yes. So what should people be concerned with when they go to, you know, install apps or look at, the, look at apps? Did the app come from someone and it uh, has a funny-looking URL? You know, is there any concern with people sending false links or anything like that, you know, for viruses as well on Facebook? Is there any sort of way that Facebook verifies that there's, you know, good links, bad links, anything like that? I'm not aware of Facebook doing much verification of anything. You know, okay. we, we like to think that these social media sites are watching over us to help us. But remember, there are literally hundreds of millions of people accessing these sites. So you're not special to them, and they're not watching over you. So it's up to yourself to take care of things. Okay. And the folks who do malicious things with Facebook very much like to use Facebook because it looks like it's coming from somebody you know. Mm. Ty, why did you send me that link? It looks great, but my computer now is full of evil i see i see you know a while back there was a facebook virus going around where people would it would automatically post on other people's walls uh a link to like a video and then it would tell you that you don't have like the latest version of adobe flash player installed and it looked really legit and then when you downloaded it boom virus so what are some good ways you know prevent yourself uh from from getting those sort of attacks Uh, run good antivirus software on your computer Secondly, I'd like to add in that if you do get a request to add an application or a friend via email, you're better off actually typing in the URL of Facebook.com within the browser, visiting Facebook.com, and then responding to requests within Facebook uh, to avoid phishing attempts. You may very well get an email that says, uh, so-and-so would like to be a friend with you. Click here to add them as a friend. You click on that link. You end up entering your Facebook username and password, and you can only find out later that that was a harvesting technique to get your credentials away from you. Okay, okay. So you touched on phishing. Is there any other, like, what's the best way to prevent phishing other than, you know, going straight to Facebook? Well, I think we know that most uh, people listening to this radio station are students at UW-Madison, and uh, therefore they have great common sense, and we encourage them to utilize their common sense. If it seems too good to be true, if it seems a little ridiculous, uh, that's one, one way to check. Secondly, uh, look for, uh, oddly enough, this is weird, but look for misspellings. Uh, a lot of these corporations, the legitimate ones, when they send out invites to do things, they'll have people who are uh, work on their staff who review, editors who review those emails before they go out, and so it's very rare that you'll receive an email from a legitimate organization that is fraught with grammar and spelling errors. So what you're saying is, is that I haven't won the Nigerian lottery? Um, no, you, Ty, you have not won the Nigerian lottery. Man. Okay. You know, we know that all the students on campus have uh, great common sense, don't, and would not fall for these phishing emails. But let's just say out of the one in a million, somebody falls for it, their account gets hijacked, what do they do? Well, the first thing I would do if my account was hijacked is I would try to go through the automated means on Facebook that allow you to change your password as soon as you find out that the pass- that your account has been hacked. Uh, if that's not possible, if for some reason that person has already changed your password and you are unable to access your account, then I would advise contacting Facebook via email and asking them for assistance. 
what does security recommend in terms of on the computer side to keep your computer safe for from these uh, viruses that are that might be flying around Facebook? On the computer side, you want to run uh, a good quality antivirus software. Also, I guess from a security perspective, what sort of privacy concerns are out there for the information that you post? I mean, does it stay just on Facebook? Can people grab it from another source? Do you know anything in terms of It depends a little bit on how you decide to share the information. Facebook does provide some controls for saying, okay, only these people can see this particular uh, photo I put up. But if you don't use them, yeah, anybody who's searching the Internet may be able to find that photo of you. I'd like to add something in here real quick, and uh, that was quite a party photo tie. I had no idea that tennis balls could be used like, like that. I know. Anyway, seriously speaking, what I want to add in here is that when you publish something to Facebook, you think perhaps it's safe because you set your controls so only your friends can view it. But remember, when your friends view it, they then have complete control over what's done with it. They can download it. They can make copies. They can redistribute it. So you should ask yourself the question is, if my worst enemies got a hold of this information, would I be happy, sad, or indifferent? And that should guide how you post to Facebook. So it sounds like the rule of thumb for Facebook and I guess for social media in general is if you wouldn't want everyone in the entire world to see what you're posting, don't post it. That's right. Good summary, Ty. Okay. Including well, those pictures of the party. Uh, well, thanks, guys, very much uh, for coming in. Uh, Nick and, Al- and Alan from Security. Thanks. The pleasure was all ours. <laughs> and thanks again to those guys. Uh, they're just... Just leaving it. You know, I I feel really bad for messing up uh, for messing up uh, Nick's name, and I realize now who who I was thinking of. It was someone that was right next to uh, to Adam's desk at Do It is uh, is Nick Reynolds instead of Nick Davis. And so, man, that, oh okay, that that's what happens when you try to do a radio show on like two hours, three hours of sleep. And uh, speaking of Adam, uh, for those of you just you know just joining us, Adam is out. Uh, this week, uh, he got lost in a corn maze earlier, so he, we corn couldn't maze. find him. This time of year? A desiccated corn <laughs> maze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a desiccated corn maze. So uh, he will be out this week. So it's basically the Ty and Teresa show with, uh, with Sandy and Phyllis here. And we're going to take a quick break. But before we do, we want to remind everybody out there that we still have that gift certificate to give away. We did get a few calls um, over our last break, but they were sports-related. And uh, this is a tech talk show. Wah, wah. And, you know, as tech people, you know, I don't understand the, f- the foosballs uh, nor the basket, basket baskets. I don't, know, I don't know how to do any of that. So, no. you know, I sit and type behind my computer. So, so email us a tech question, you know, something nerdy, something, something that will really, you know, help us out here. So uh, if you have any do-it tech questions or any tech questions in general, please email us to it at... at uh, at radio at doit.wist.edu or check us out doit.wist.edu forward slash radio for the phone number to call in. You could win a $25 gift certificate to a coffee vendor. And since it's St. Patty's Day, oh, we're going to do a little Irish song for you here at the break. You're listening to Do It Live! Money in 
The most connected radio show on the planet. And hey, we actually have a caller on the phone here. Caller, what is your name? Uh, my name is John. John, John, thank you very much for calling in Hi, to Do It Live. You're here with the Do It Geeks. So we hear you have a stumper for us. Uh, I don't know if it was a, well, I have some stumpers, but uh, it was more of like a topic for the discussion. Oh, okay. I had a question about uh, HDMI cables. Okay, HDMI. You know, really, what, what would be good for, uh, you know, purchasing uh, HDMI cable, what should you be looking for? Because you have some of the ones in, in the stores that are like, uh, you know, usually monster cables, uh, mm-hmm. you know, most known brands, and, you know, it's inexorably priced. And, you know, you can go online at Newegg or Amazon or something and, you know, find ones that are sure. you know, basically a, a buck a foot, you know. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know about the quality of it. Well, I actually have one, a uh, mm-hmm. 45-footer, and, you know, it seems to work fine with that. Uh, Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, ter- oh, Teresa, do you want to... Do you... number. What? Actually, I'll, I'll make two statements. Okay. You've got to tell me what they have in common. Uh-oh. Uh, Satan Oscillate by Metallic Sonatas, and Abel Was I Ere I Saw Elba. How about that? <laughs> number. You have any oh, idea wow. on that one, Ty? Uh, are they are they, are they they palindromes? Yes, they are. Oh, I win! Oh, wow! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Ding 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 ding. All right. Nice well, job. Hey Teresa, you want to talk? Uh, you want to talk a little bit about the HDMI cables? Just uh, touch on that real quick for our caller. For HDMI. Well, uh, he was talking about the difference between cheap cables, you know, cheap monster cables. And, well, actually, you know what? We got Matt, Matt Rock in the studio. Matt Rock can field that one. Go ahead, our honorary geek for the day, Matt Rock. I am, I am a uh, WSUM geek, not a Do It geek, as many of you know. But uh, HDMI, the greatest boondoggle that's ever. I can't hear you, man. Uh, HDMI here. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to jump to a different mic. Let's, let's, let's have him jump over to a different mic here. Sure. <laughs> H- HDMI is one of the biggest boonschwoggles to ever be perpetrated on the American public and the world public, in my opinion. Boonschwoggle. Um, 
<laughs> I sat at a broadcasting convention right when 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 uh, HDMI was first coming out, and what they were talking about as as broadcasters and the tech geeks that keep all of our broadcast facilities happening is how in the TV plants, whether it's WHA or NBC in New York or whatever, they pipe all this information around from point A to point B. And they do it using a single piece of cable called BNC. And the protocol is known as SDI. So with this very cheap piece of cable that they have, they translate all the information that an HDMI cable can carry. And yet when it came to digital licensing and all of that kind of stuff, they decided that, oh, they need to have a pair of wires for uh, legal content or illegal content or whether it can be recorded or not be recorded and all these different things that all went in. And it was basically creating a cable by committee. The end result is you get a company like Belden Wire and Cable where the HDMI cable is the very first time they have ever manufactured a cable with end connectors on it. And the manufacturing process to get an HDMI cable that meets all of the necessary standards is very, very stringent, and the end result is a very, very expensive cable. So when it comes to HDMI, you get what you pay for. And I know that I personally, in probably the 10 times in my life I have plugged an HDMI cable in, I have had at least two fail. Really? Absolutely. See, I have heard the exact opposite. And I mean, you know, you're, you're probably more the cabling guy, but, you know, I bought an HDMI cable. I saw Monster Cables, you know, at Best Buy for $60. And, and I, you know, and I got one for 99 cents. It works great. Uh, and, and I've heard all these, all these experts say, hey, you know, there's no difference between the, the cabling and the Monster Cables to the other ones. And so that's interesting to hear a different opinion on yeah, that one. Um, so far, uh, with my research in it, the difference with Monster Cable is the um, the insulator on the outside is bigger. Oh, okay, okay. And that's, that's about it. All right, Everything well. Else, exactly the same. Cool. Well, thanks very much for calling in, and uh, thank you for playing Stump the Geek. Yeah, thanks a lot for the call. That is a, that is a, very, good, a very good stumper. All right, we're going to go back to Phyllis from Duo Communications. We're going to talk a little bit more about social media and the social media here around us that runs our lives. So... So, Phyllis, uh, tell us more about, you know, like downloading your account and doing stuff like that or, you know, making sure your account is secure uh, on on the social sites, you know. Well, one of the things that I wanted to pick up on uh, that the kind of the, the security fellows when they were in here talking about stuff um, didn't touch on, but um, is essentially, I don't know if you guys had heard a couple of months ago, there was a lot of news about this thing called Fire Sheep, which is essentially when you would be in a coffee shop using a public Wi-Fi connection that um, people could snoop and get access to your Facebook or Twitter account. So essentially, or, or other accounts as well, too. It could have been Amazon. Um, you know, it could have been something a bit more, you know, financially related as opposed to just kind of your social presence. But um, it's a big deal. And I think it freaked a lot of people out because a lot of people use public Wi-Fi connections. Um, and in response to the sort of the backlash about that, um, Twitter and Facebook have given now given end users the ability to go into their settings and always use a secure connection when they're um, when possible when they're using um, when they're on using Facebook or Twitter. Also known as HTTPS. Exactly, an All encrypted right. encrypted channel essentially. So it means that you guys can probably talk about that even in greater detail. But <laughs> we don't want to nerd out the audience too bad. <laughs> But uh, the really cool thing is, is that it's pretty easy to implement. I mean, it would be awesome if this just was the way it was. Essentially, you didn't have to go in and change a setting. But um, for right now, you still do have to. And essentially, it's like in Facebook, if you go up to your kind of 
the upper right-hand corner of Facebook and you go into your account settings, you can check a box that says essentially always use a secure connection mm-hmm. where possible when you're on Facebook. Um, and the same is true for Twitter, kind of in the same place. And I guess sort of in that vein, um, definitely, I know it's not the most exciting thing maybe, but get acquainted with the, with those settings um, and with their, your account settings. You can do a lot of stuff in terms of segmenting who sees what and um, in what situations. That's really important if you're thinking about applying for a job or you don't want your parents maybe to see something <laughs> that you're doing when you're you know at right. school. Because we're starting to see that now with Facebook that employers are looking at your Facebook page. Oh, definitely. And you just guarantee that they will. Yeah. Your your family members are looking at it. So where it just I mean, from my perspective, even just with my friends where it was more of a space where you could just upload some pictures and you know, it wasn't really a big deal. Now you have to be very conscious about what's on Facebook because there's that joke, you know, if it's not on Facebook, it's not true or it didn't happen. Yeah. Right. P- pics or it didn't happen is usually the But it, but isn't that safe to say for pretty much any piece of piece information that you put into the internet? I mean, if you're typing and, and hitting a submit button um, whether it's, I mean, certainly more possible with an HTTP connection than an HTTP secure connection. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're clicking that button and hitting post, there's any number of ways to invade and glom on that information between yep. the source and the destination. Mm-hmm. So I think you know you know for me the lesson is just be careful with every single piece of information you submit into the ether. Absolutely, yeah, that's a good call for sure. Um, one thing that I think Ty touched on briefly as well too, but it's just that um, I've been hearing more and more people say that when they started out on Facebook, they just were friends with everyone. It was kind of a big experiment. It was fun. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, two years later, they have a thousand friends and they're not really friends. And I've heard a, a number of people say, man, I wish I could start over and go back to the beginning and just completely clean out the friend roster and start over with people that I really feel like are my friends now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if I still want to be friends with the middle schooler dude who used to bring tuna fish sandwiches every day. I mean... Wow, he's still paying for that now, huh? No. <laughs> Into hey adulthood. Man, I don't need tuna fish I'm not a big fan of, but... Yeah, tuna fish in contained spaces especially. Oh, so. man. Yeah. Well, yeah. As, as a non-Facebooker, someone who is who has so far avoided... The whole You're not on Facebook. I am not on Facebook. Whoa. I have never been. I am on pretty Facebook. sure I Matt. I can't even okay. talk to and, you anymore. We've we've just confirmed here in the studio that Matt Rock, our our tech producer, does not exist. I, I he doesn't am. He's he a figment of our Facebook. collective imaginations. And and but you know it's 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 a twofold thing. One is is you know the fear of putting information into you know having such an easy way mm-hmm. to say things makes it almost too easy where you get to a point where you do take and, and, and accidentally mm-hmm. say something that, you know, three years down the line could have an effect on whether you get a job or not. Right. Like but if even, that tuna fish sandwich guy happened to be my, my next boss. Absolutely. But but I think even oh, even God. more so, I think if I was on Facebook, mm-hmm. my life would come to an end because <laughs> I would never get away from it, from right. trying to talk to everybody and catch up and all that kind of That's stuff. True. It's, uh, it's It's one of those things where I find myself saying, you know, I'm... I'm I prefer the ignorance because it's bliss. Well, Phyllis, <laughs> Phyllis I heard I heard that you have a like two se- separate face or you keep Facebook accounts separate in terms of like uh, your work and your and your friend one is that is that right? I definitely do. So I have a um, both for Twitter and for Facebook. Actually, I have kind of my professional account and then I have my personal account. Just for me, it was easier to keep things separated. I know that there are tools that kind of help you do that now on Facebook and especially mm-hmm. on Facebook. But to me, it's just too hard. I could accidentally post something and really right. really regret it because something to keep in mind is that when you do post something on facebook and you realize a couple hours later it was a mistake <laughs> it just takes one person 
to copy that information to do a, a screen capture. So that's taking basically a picture of what you're looking at on your computer and share that with other people. And oh, you, yeah. you cannot undo that. Nope. So you should always consider that what you put out on the internet, you you pretty much can't take it back. Right. Yeah. Delete does not always mean delete. No, it's and, true. And there was a big uh, there was a big issue with Facebook uh, uh, a while back, and they're saying you know they were they had uh, legal rights to your pictures or that kind of stuff. So anything yeah. you uploaded yeah. was pretty much theirs. But now yeah. you can download it all if you want to. Okay. So you can take it all off of Facebook if you'd like to. So um, I think that that can be a, a definitely a, a bonus. Cool. Well, Phyllis, thanks very much Thank for you. coming in to do it live. Thanks to Teresa Saldana for, for filling in on the news and being so wonderful today uh, as a guest host. Many, many thanks to uh, to Sandy and to Matt being our, our cool guys Whoa. and gals that have Yay. been here. Uh, so even though Adam uh, you know, was lost in the Arctic, uh, he <laughs> is he was you know, he was here we, he was here in spirit. And, uh, and he made us a nice little ending bumper for the show. Isn't that right, Adam? That's right, Ty. Special thanks go to our management team at the Division of Information Technology. Perry Brunelli, Edward Hoover, Brian Kister, Jack Leepak, Ty Leto, Neil Mack, Diane Mann, Howie Mead, Mark Nessel, Brian Rust, and Bill Zimmerman. The Director of User Services is Kathy O'Brien. Dewitt's Chief Operating Officer is John Krogman. And our Interim CIO and Vice Provost for Information Technology is Joanne Berg. Today's broadcast was produced by Ty Christian, Sandy Cyberlick, and Adam Wiesenfarth, with assistance from Laura Grady and Dan Collins, Matthew Siriani, and the Nates, Harrison Weber, and Zastro. Our on-air producer and director of e-communications is Matt Rockwell, and our theme music is from Conan. The executive producer of Do It Live is Jesse LeGrew. Join us next week, Thursday at 2, right here on 91.7 FM, The Snake on the Lake, and at WSUM.org, and we'll be talking about content distribution, how you get all of that video and audio and pictures out to everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good one.